You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What did you miss in the second half of the season? Let's talk about it next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is Monday, January 10th. I am Frank Stanfield, joined by Scott White, who wrote an article, What You Missed in September. But a lot of what's in the article is actually what happened in the second half as well. And one of those categories is partial redemptions. Zach Gallen, who had a very weird season where he dealt with a hairline fracture in his forearm, a UCL sprain, and then a hamstring injury. His final eight starts, a 319 ERA, a 113 whip. However, the swinging strike rate was still pretty low. Scott, how, do you, how are you feeling about Zach Gallen? I'm not feeling great about Zach Allen, specifically the fact that he missed a stretch of last season with a UCL problem in his elbow. You know, that's that's the Tommy John ligament. It's not good. But not just that he missed time with that sprain in his elbow, but also that when he came back, his performance was impacted, specifically, uh, you know, the dominance numbers, how many bats he was missing. I was encouraged to see that it's kind of the one thing I'm hanging on to that he did have a strong finish in terms of ERA, whip, and K per nine. But as you mentioned, the swinging strikes still weren't back even then. So I, I have a lot of concerns about Gallon heading into next year. I, he's my number 54 pitcher, uh, which you know I'm kind of calling my top 55 the, the good group of starting pitchers, the ones I want a lot of, and he's still in it technically. But realistically, I'm not going to draft much from him because he's barely in it. All right, well, let's see how you feel about Francisco Lindor, who overall was a letdown his first season with the New York Mets. And then in September, he just turned it on. 257 batting average, nine homers, and 895 OPS. He dealt with an oblique injury himself, which forced him to miss part of the season. The ADP is 49.5, Scott. I wish we were getting more of a discount on Francisco Lindor. The price isn't bad. I just wish it was better. Yeah, so 20 home runs total, nine in September, as you mentioned. He hit 257 in hitting those nine home runs. And I think that's kind of the problem for Francisco Lindor is he got, he, he set up this hitter profile basically from the start of his major league career. His career almost completely aligns with the juiced ball era where uh, you see it in his rookie season, more of a line drive hitter. People thought, okay, this is going to be a 15 to 20 homer guy. Second year, fly ball rate goes way up and he starts hitting 30 homers a year. It's caught everybody by surprise but it made sense in the juice ball era. Remember the fly ball revolution, that whole thing? Lindor was a big part of it. And with deadened baseballs being introduced last year, they don't carry as well. Still saw that big fly ball rate. The home runs went down, and the batting average naturally went down too because fly balls that aren't leaving the park generally aren't hits. So I, I think you know extreme fly ball guys who... Big fly ball guys, maybe not extreme, but big fly ball guys who don't hit the ball exceptionally hard were the biggest to suffer from the deadened baseballs. I think Lindor falls into that category. I think he'll be better in 2022 than in 2021, but I don't think it'll be a complete rebirth where he's performing at a second round level again. Let's take a look at two starting pitchers who were even better than you think down the stretch last year. Frankie Montas is the first one up, and he was great in September, but really the final 16 starts where his splitter usage went up over 10 percentage points, a 2.17 ERA, 105 whip, 15.5% swinging strike rate. Scott, we know the upside is there for Montas. 
It's just a matter of consistency, which we really haven't seen much in his career. Well, we hadn't seen this kind of upside before from him, right? I mean, a swinging strike rate for basically half the season that was as good as anybody's. Yeah, like top, the, top, the three premier, in, top three in baseball during that stretch. Basically the premier bat misser for the second for, for half of last season. And I, I, I don't think people know that even still for Frankie Montas. He did have a breakthrough in 2019. Introduced the splitter. It was a very effective pitch for him. Uh, but he threw it more than ever during this stretch of last season when he suddenly became this dynamic bat misser. What's curious about Montas is that why did he stop throwing the splitter so much in 2020? Why was he not throwing it so much early in 2021? Why only late in the year did he start throwing it a lot and in fact throwing it more than ever and getting amazing results? Did he just not know that that's how good it could be for him? That's what I'm hoping for. I have Frankie Montas ranked as a top 20 pitcher in that hope. Uh, but if it's more like he just loses and regains the feel for this pitch and you can't really count on him sustaining it over a full season, well, that's that's going to be something that we'll, we'll need to find out this year. Scott, 20 seconds or less. Max Freed from your Atlanta Braves. 1-4-6 ERA, .77 whip over the final two months. Who would you rather have, Max Freed or Frankie Montas? I would rather have Montas because of the strikeout upside. However, Freed does appear more bankable. Going to keep that ERA low. All right. Yeah, he also went six plus innings in all 11 of those starts down the stretch. So really good, um, but maybe not the same level of upside that Frankie Montas has uh, here in 2022. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. We'll be back again on Wednesday morning. Bye-bye. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.